We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm joined once again by my co-host here on the show. It is one of the co-owners of Road of His, it is Sean Siegel. Sean, uh, we have an exciting guest coming up here. We're going to do two parts. We're going to talk a little bit about running backs today and we're going to talk on uh, tomorrow's show. We're going to have four shows this week. We're going to talk about wide receivers, but not at the NFL level, at the college level. We're going to talk Devi and college prospects coming into the NFL. We're going to do that with the one and the only Travis May. And uh, I think when we're looking at who to talk to about these sort of things, Travis is the, the go-to guy. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him on these two upcoming shows, Sean. So it's going to be it's going to be loaded. Uh, there's going to be a lot of conversation here, and I think the listeners are going to going to love it because um, when it comes to picking up these prospects, I I will openly admit that college is not my strong suit, but when Anytime I talk to Travis, anytime I read Travis's work, it gives you that insight into these players coming into the NFL. You get better at evaluating the rookies then as you draft them in your rookie drafts and dynasty or where the advantages are in those best ball drafts in the early season before the NFL draft and so on. So uh, linking that back to yourself and uh, Ben Gretsch's stuff this week on uh, Stealing Bananas where you were diving into which content from which parts of the fantasy can of atmosphere i guess that will help you and i think uh, this kind of ties in with all of that it does and like you said Tra- travis is fantastic he's going to have a ton of college and debbie content on the site over the next couple of months we're kind of heading into a time period now where drafters are doing their debbie startups they're doing their debbie drafts where they're adding in their new players i'm currently in a debbie auction in a league that has been around for many seasons and so the very top guys are already off the board we have to figure out you know who to fill in with in the next couple of waves and so travis the perfect guy to bring on the show here and give me a little bit of uh hacks some some cheat codes to basically we're we're toward the end but i have to figure out uh exactly which guys that curtis patrick currently has that i bid over on so so travis is, is the perfect secret weapon uh to make sure i can beat curtis here 
Yeah, the other side is I, I don't know how you you might have to check if there's a, a double agent in Travis as well because obviously himself and uh, Curtis go go a long way back in the the Dynasty Command Center and things like that. So uh, hopefully hopefully uh, he's not playing just both against each other to to get those bids even higher and higher. But it's going to be phenomenal. I think we'll. Uh, get to it in just a second before we do that i just want to let the listeners know as always you can get a 10 percent discount to a road of his nfl pass by adding the code rv radio 2021 at checkout we're going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information that'll get you access to all of the content and tools up on the site get you set up for this season and of course if you're looking at the uh, devi content get you set up for future seasons as well um, and get those teams into peak condition so join us now on the show and uh, it's always exciting anytime we get to talk to Travis it always uh, increases my college my Devi knowledge um, and that's always something that's highly beneficial as well when you're taking it into uh, I suppose you can get years ahead and take it into redraft but if we're playing dynasty and you know drafting those rookies and things you can be a little bit ahead of it but uh, Travis it's always super to have you on the show and uh, really looking forward to diving into things here in a second. Yeah, man. Same here. It's always always a blast uh, just talking about some college football and future NFL stars that are going to make a difference on our fantasy teams here very soon. So glad to hop on. Thanks for having me. No problem. It's going to be fun. And obviously, it's a busy time of the year for everyone, but uh, some exciting news going on with yourself. Obviously, part of the, the College of Canton podcast and a couple of other exciting things going on. I think uh, we jump in and, and let the listeners know. Yeah, sure. So I uh, just brought on Stefan Leco as uh, part of the College of Canton team. And so he and I are actually going to be uh, kind of tag teaming that podcast. Um, he's actually going to be doing a lot of the more kind of what we've been doing already with the kind of longer form podcasts. And then I'm actually going to be adding a second show to the mix that's going to be kind of a shorter spotlight episode, uh, kind of honing in on one topic or a, a small set of players that uh, very, very uh, kind of time-sensitive information, just quick reaction stuff. Uh, so just really adding some content and um, more to it because uh, that's been going well. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I'm going to be amping up the uh, kind of weekly uh, written content too. So I've got some uh, new, fun, adjusted production index stuff coming and uh, some quarterback analytics and things that I've been working on for quite some time that I'm really excited about uh, releasing. So should be a, a lot of fun here in the, the uh, coming weeks. Yeah, and uh, you've done a phenomenal job yourself with the, the college accountant since it kicked off, and Stefan has done great work on the college side of things as well. So I think a, a very strong pairing. So uh, excited to see where that goes. And if we, we're talking about Debbie players looking into the future, but I think if we look at how the fantasy industry has expanded over the last five or so years, I think if we look at how some of the other niche leagues have developed into to kind of core things i think we could we could see this start to the thirst the thirst kind of keeps growing for uh fancy yeah. content and knowledge so uh we could see the college stuff really start to, to ramp through here as well so really excited for that yeah I'm, I'm hopeful that even people get into not just debbie stuff but even like the college fantasy stuff i always host some like free leagues with people just to just to kind of continue growing that just it can be intimidating with 130 division one teams but you know it, it's a lot of fun and Travis, you've been fantastic with the the college DFS as well. We're obviously biased, but I'm excited to have you on. I think that even with that bias, it's a very objective statement to make that you are one of the uh, best, brightest, most influential minds in the Debbie community. You mentioned adjusted production index, your signature metric for 
finding wide receivers, evaluating wide receivers, something that can really give people a leg up when they're doing that wide receiver evaluation, trying to find the right guys. Today, what we're going to go for, and it's a very ambitious sort of show sheet that I have set up here, but really mm-hmm. a Debbie workshop in terms of yeah. dominating your draft. I'm currently in a Debbie auction where some of the players are out. So some of the biggest names are gone. A lot of other Debbie owners are dealing with that same kind of situation where you know the top two or three guys on the board have been selected in previous Debbie drafts. And now we have to go in and find the future. And so I'm going to be asking you a lot about some of these 2023, 2024 prospects, how we go about that. Uh, we'll try to work through it somewhat quickly, but we have a, a lot to go here. So Let's start with the idea of these big time running backs at the top, right? So if you're in a league that's been going for any time at all, then Robinson Hall, those guys are probably out, but there are a lot of big names filling in right behind them. For example, Tank Bixby, you actually have above both of those other two guys in the auction that I'm in right now, uh, We've had four players go for over 200. Those guys, Bigsby, Bryce Young, Traylon Burks, Travion Henderson. Bigsby actually went for 304. That was the Curtis Patrick. Everyone obviously familiar with him. Mm. He follows your work. How yeah. much of an influence do you think there is there? And why are you so high on Bigsby that you would have him move to number one? Yeah, so I mean, Tank Bigsby, I think it, it would be very easy for me to dislike him because he is an Auburn running back and I, I root for Auburn. But at the same time, I think last year he he was one of those guys that came in and was on the fringe of being rated as a uh, five-star running back, kind of a top 40, 50 guy by virtually all the recruiting services. Um, you know, I mean, he, he may not have had uh, the, the size that Bijan Robinson did. He was just, I think, a little bit smaller, but he's still, his name is Tank for a reason. Uh, he's actually already kind of got that feature back build, and he really did even coming into college. Uh, but what I loved about him is he offered a really balanced skill set with uh, the athleticism that I like to see. Uh, and he could catch passes out of the backfield way better than most high school backs do. Uh, and that's that's actually a rarity. I mean, if you look at most high school offenses, and uh, production there, it, and any running back that can show uh, showcase their pass catching ability is, is going to catch my eye, especially when they've got the athleticism and uh, run, running ability and vision and everything. Uh, all, all the film type uh, analysis that we love to see uh, as a runner, and then they add add things uh, through the air as well. So I love Tank Bigsby as a prospect, and then the opportunity coming in for him uh, with the surrounding competition. I was like, hey. He could hit the ground running as a true freshman. And not only did he, he do that as a runner, as a pass catcher in limited aspects, but he did it as, as a returner as well. They just wanted him on the field as much as possible. Now he has a new head coach in Brian Harson, who loves to feed the running back like crazy. Since 2014, his running backs have averaged 23 touches per game, his starting running backs. Uh, and Tank Bigsby is probably going to average that or more, given the um, options that they have at receiver and other running backs in the room. So really like him to just eat uh, like crazy, just put up crazy numbers for two more years in the SEC and just coast to round one capital. Let's look at a couple of these backs from the 2022 class. If you don't have Hall, uh, this class may be not quite as strong as 2023, but for Debbie owners, 
who are looking for that impact without having to wait years and years. You're trying to find some guys in that range. You have Kyron Williams a little bit higher than Eric Gray, who is higher in the composite. We also have Matt Wisby and Stefan in there doing a great job with the rankings. I'm also a little bit higher on Williams. I'm not sure I understand exactly the thesis for Gray. I picked up Williams in a couple of, of leagues now. What should we be looking for from these guys? And do they have that pass catching element that makes them potential fantasy players, even if they're not bell cows to the next level? Yeah, I think they both have that potential. Eric Gray's a little bit odd because Tennessee's kind of been a dumpster fire in the past couple of years, and he's still found a way to be productive. Um, and obviously he's no longer at Tennessee. He's transferred to Oklahoma, going to one of the offenses uh, that you know is one of the top five in, in the country in college football. And uh, last year, uh, down the stretch, when they finally com committed to one running back, Ramondre Stevenson saw, I think, almost 900 yards from scrimmage in his last six games. Uh, and he got fourth-round capital uh, doing that with a shorter resume than Eric Gray is going to have. And so I think the, the the thesis thesis with Eric Gray is that given what we know about Oklahoma backs and given we know about what that what we've seen in that scheme and what he's already done at Tennessee, he should be able to plug and play and easily get day two capital at the very worst, probably, um, especially given the other guys ahead of him, because it's kind of going to be a shorter list. It's probably Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, maybe Kyron Williams, a couple other wild cards in the mix there for day two capital, but uh, Eric Gray looks like a pretty safe bet for day two capital. Uh, and then Kyron Williams, uh, the Notre Dame offensive line has been fantastic. They're replacing some pieces this year, but he should have just as much uh, success and even be perhaps leaned on a bit more given that they're replacing uh, their quarterback and Ian book. They're bringing in, you know, veteran Jack Cohn, who is a statue uh, and he can't really do much on the ground. So they're going to be reliant on the run game. Uh, and hopefully though, they, realize that that's a failed experiment and just convert to uh, the true freshman Tyler Buckner, at which point I think that would help him even more in terms of finding efficiency because I think they could spread the field out a little bit more. But I think Kyron Williams, any way you slice it, if he's healthy, he's going to have an 1,100, 1,200, 1,300 yard from scrimmage season at worst again this year and be a top candidate for day two capital as well. I don't think Kyron or Gray – uh, could be a first rounder, but I do believe that they can catch passes well enough to be a contributor for your fantasy football teams. Hey, Rotoviz radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, I have a little bit later in the show, but you mentioned Buckner here. He's someone that I did add in this Debbie draft. He... We're obviously looking a way down the road, but in super flex leagues where people are stashing these quarterbacks as they come out of high school, tell us what, why we should have him. You're very high on him in your rankings, uh, even compared to where sort of he ranks as a prospect on most of the services coming in. Why is he going to be the next big thing? Notre Dame going to continue to be that top five, six team consistently, that kind of thing, help him out? Does he bring some more to the table as well? Just uh, as a as a, an individual quarterback prospect, he he's probably the best thing that they've had in ten years at, at quarterback, uh, if not longer. Um, he's a weird situation to analyze because he missed almost his entire sophomore season uh, with injury. Uh, he blew up as a junior, tossed more than fifty passing touchdowns, had like sixteen. Uh, I, I think it was like sixteen hundred rushing yards or something like that on top of his ridiculous passing efficiency number numbers and uh, some decent level of competition out in California. Uh, and then he actually was gonna play for a, a different high school team just because he was rising through the ranks. Uh, was actually at one point a consensus five star quarterback by all the services that uh, rate prospects. But because of COVID and everything, and California missing um, almost all of California missing their entire football season or moving it to the spring. Uh, he actually didn't play at all um, uh, as a senior. So he has this one fantastic year uh, that people have to go off of uh, with him. He, ha- he has the re- most ridiculous ceiling probably of any passer in this freshman class, but he's kind of wild card because we only have one solid year starting stuff at, at, to even look at at varsity, but it's one of the most ridiculous high school football seasons we've seen in the past 10 to 15 years. So I, I'm just shooting for the stars with him. I'm seeing the, the fantastic offensive line that they have in play, this system where they consistently are bringing in top-tier offensive talent all around him. Um, and I think, wow, he's in a really good spot to succeed. Even if he has to wait for one year, um, he's got a really clear path to success uh, at a really solid top program. And 
Uh, he was already better than Ian Book ever was when Tyler Buckner was a junior in high school. So uh, and Ian Book just went, uh, what, round four? So I think uh, we're, we're looking at a floor of uh, day two uh, kind of outcome, in, in my opinion. It's always interesting, too. We do get a lot of questions in when it comes to future draft picks. And a lot of, like, even myself included in this, um, we'll be looking to future drafts. Should we be targeting draft picks and that? What's the draft class like? And talking to Travis is always a time where we get those insights to see where we maybe should be stashing those extra picks. But we're going to talk a little bit about 2023 running backs to to give maybe a couple of years down the line. That's where people will be looking to store those picks. But in terms of some of the running backs, um, Zach Evans is one of them. Uh, can you help us understand a little bit about you know what we should be thinking about him? He's a bit of an unusual recruiting background, some trouble with his high school coaches, and um, you know there's perhaps a little bit of a slow start from the, the former number one overall prospect. So what are we looking here um, as, as we move forward? Yeah, Zachary Evans was a weird one. Uh, he basically, I don't know, when he was a sophomore in high school, I think, everyone had already crowned him as like the next big thing at running back. And he very much so looked like uh, a young Nick Chubb, like by the time he was a sophomore or junior uh, in, in high school. And he was the top number one running back in the country for forever. And then uh, his recruiting process was weird. He was committed to Georgia, uh, late, like last minute, just pulled out from them. Uh, and then everyone was talking about where he was going to go basically all spring throughout his final, uh, I guess what it was his senior year through his entire recruiting process. And he just kept on putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And Oh, oh he's going to Florida. Oh, he's going here. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, he commits to TCU, which by the way, uh, no TCU running back has scored a fantasy point in the NFL since uh, LaDainian Tomlinson retired. So <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's a fun, weird fact, but uh, maybe Zachary Evans breaks the chain. But uh, he came in and uh, he came in late, obviously missed all the spring because he committed way late. Came in, came in and just kind of had to learn the system last second. He clearly wasn't ready. Uh, so TCU didn't, took their time rolling him out. But when he finally saw the field, he was one of the most efficient and dynamic players in the country, averaging, uh, I think it was almost eight yards per touch, which is around the same that we just saw Travis Etienne average for his entire career. So I still very much believe in Zach Evans and have him rated really highly, uh, believing that he's going to be uh, one of those guys that he, he could be among the top three running backs in the 2023 class when it's all said and done, because he has that kind of crazy rushing talent. Uh, and I think he can do it as a receiver too. Exciting to hear you say that. He's another player I added in this auction. Uh, one of the reasons I'm adding so many guys is this was a team where we had a dispersal. And then in order to build it, I've got Patrick Mahomes and behind him want to have all these Debbies. So it's one of the reasons why we're really picking your brain on this. Another player that I added is Jameer Gibbs. He, to me, was the most must-own guy coming into the draft. You've got a very high ranking on him. How does he fit with these other potential stars from 2023? You know, he's one of those guys that was um, – I was higher on him, but at the same time, uh, Georgia Tech scared me because Georgia Tech has been going through this offensive transformation. They've been this option-based offense for a long time. Jeff Collins comes in and is like, hey, guys, we're just going to – don't care who we have in the room. We're just going to convert to a normal offense. Um, and so they went all in with uh, quarterback Jeff Sims, who was throwing way too many picks last year, and then went all in with Jameer Gibbs, uh, basically being the only offensive weapon uh, last year that they really trusted in any large sample. And um, 
Jameer Gibbs, though, he was kind of that afterthought in the 2023 class because we were really excited about all the running backs, uh, but people wanted to get more excited about Tank or or uh, B. John Robinson or even Zachary Evans or uh, even Jason McClellan. Some people still believe in Jason McClell uh, McClellan over him, and I don't get that because that room's stacked, but we, that's probably another conversation. But Jameer Gibbs, he was actually still a top 100 recruit in the entire country coming in, so it's not like he's just this random slouch. Um, that just waltzed into production because there were no offensive weapons to compete with. That was the case. There weren't a whole bunch of weapons to compete with, but he took the reins and, and dominated when he was asked to, and he was immensely efficient and maybe the best freshman receiving running back in the country last year, uh, probably almost undebatably so, actually. So I, I really like him and and looking at what you got, uh, whoever got him for like a third of the price of Tank Bigsby, that's kind of that's kind of stealing in an auction. So that's, that's fantastic value. I think he's just going to coast to two more fantastic years of production. And again, worst case, you're looking at a back end of day two guy coming out of uh, Georgia tech. In terms of the running backs then, if we look, you know, years down the line and these guys coming off their freshman seasons, what are some of the key traits that you look for? And maybe the listeners, if they're watching in these college games can look in for as well. Do you look more for speed and size, rush production, uh, depth charts even? Where are you looking most to see where the opportunities may arise from? I mean, a lot of it, uh, I think uh, even at former Rotoviz, uh, people have said it best before, like a lot of what we think is talent is is actually mostly just opportunity <laughs> and so uh gibbs is in a great spot i look for the best opportunities and the best opportunities to prove their worth against the top competition uh, and if they can do that that's what nfl teams like they like big feature back bodies at the running back position i mean if you just look at this year the guys that had the the, the crazy size speed court uh, scores or crazy rushing production mixed in with the receiving uh, ability like just this past year wasn't a great class of running backs but at the very top we saw Najee Harris just a big hoss of a human that also can catch passes uh Travis Etienne uh, probably the best balanced profile in all of college football in terms of the running backs you know having averaging over 1500 yards from scrimmage and final season what 14 percent receiving yard market share and so that's really important and and having a one of the best size speed scores uh in the uh, pro day season uh, and then Javante Williams having a, an okay size speed score, but having a ridiculous peak productive year uh, this past season, uh, climbing up to the running back three spot. So that's really important. I'm looking for the guys that have feature back size that can withstand a, a decent workload and can catch passes in today's NFL. Those are those are where I'm looking, but I'm looking for the uh, the highest opportunity and the best uh, top tier competition levels. Well, speaking of the opportunity and but then also maybe the spotlight, right? We have then this freshman class coming in. What should we be doing with these top guys? When you go back and you look through the recruiting rankings over the last decade, uh, you see plenty of misses within the top five running backs, but you also see a very large number of the superstars coming out of these, you know, top five, you know, five-star prospects, maybe the top uh, four-star guys. And so this year we have... Travion Henderson, almost everyone is very high on him. I see him go uh, at extraordinary levels in drafts, in auctions. Uh, he's actually not the number one back in every recruiting service, but obviously the recruiting services are, are extremely high on him. And then we have guys like Will Shipley, Kamar Wheaton, LJ Johnson, Donovan Edwards. Uh, you're high on Edwards. You're our highest ranker of our trio on Shipley and Wheaton. You seem to be willing to take a little bit 
more of a stance on these guys coming in or you're willing to be more patient. Uh, how do you see your philosophy compared to Matt and Stefan and or, you know, who do you like from this class? Why are some of these guys people we should be taking on knowing that some of them are in backfields that are crowded, but they're playing for teams that are going to be covered to such an extent. It's almost hard to see them fail in those offenses. So it, it's tough. Uh, what we've seen in recent years is the recruiting services are getting better and better and better every year with more information being available. Uh, early 2000s, the hit rate for these top overall prospects was way lower uh, than it is now. Uh, if you kind of, I mean, I, I crunched the numbers looking back at like 20 plus years. I think I did a, a really in-depth graphic kind of talking about the percentages and hits of uh, players uh, in various um groups of recruiting rankings like the top 25 26 to 50 51 to 75 like different groupings like that and talked about the hit rate in terms of their draft capital and if you look at like the last five draft classes of prospects that, that come out um, versus like the early years it used to be that you know about 50 percent or more of the five stars would get uh, drafted at all and you know maybe maybe 16 to 20 percent would see first round capital but in the last five years alone that's risen from like 50 percent of five stars uh which there's 40 or less five stars in any given class by the way um it's risen from 50 percent or so to almost 70 percent get drafted uh, and it's risen from like in between 16 and 20 percent to 25 percent of those guys getting round one capital so we've seen these Recruiting services get better and better at identifying the top elite playmakers that are actually going to stick. Um, and so I, I believe that there's just kind of a swift teardrop uh, in most classes. Like once you get, and, and this shows up in, in draft hit percentage and even uh, how that how it plays out in, in NFL future production. Yes, we see like two stars hit in here and three stars hit here and there because there's like 10 times or 100 times more three stars and two stars uh, than there are four and five stars. Um, but I, I'm looking for that teardrop and, and where the elite level talent's kind of in. Uh, and this year's class of running backs, there's really like five. I think you kind of named all of them. Uh, and then there's a major teardrop in terms of both opportunity and what I believe to be top tier talent. Uh, in this class, uh, to me, Trevion Henderson is on a pedestal by himself. Um, from a talent perspective. And then there's four guys who are kind of in the mix. I really like Donovan Edwards because of mainly uh, the opportunity. Because if you look around at guys like Will Shipley at Clemson, he's kind of in this mix of like really uh, kind of a three or four headed backfield where he's going to be competing with a bunch of guys early on and might not have the reins there for a while. Kamar Wheaton is probably not even going to really see the field this year because there's so many backs still that are solid for Alabama. And LJ Johnson is behind a future first rounder in Isaiah Spiller, as well as Anaya Smith and Devon Shane. Uh, there's there's a mix of guys that he's going to be competing with as well. Whereas Donovan Edwards has to compete with a couple of guys who were, uh, I mean, Son Haskins is okay and uh, Blake Quorum's okay, but like I, I could see him being the guy by the end of the season, just like I could see Travion Henderson being the guy by even midseason for Ohio State. So I target the top tier talents like that in the best situations, like I said, to prove themselves early on. And I think the best bets this year are Travion Henderson and Donovan Edwards. After that, I mean, realistically, we're looking at this class, and it's it's probably going to be a shallow class again, just looking out uh, further in advance. We, we typically can know two, three years in advance when a class is going to be kind of shallow. And it, it, right now, it looks like 
you know, 2020, 2022 is going to be kind of, eh, you know, this year was kind of shallow. Uh, 2023 is going to be great. And then 2024 is probably going to be shallow again. And it seems kind of insane to even try to project that far out. But over the years, we've gotten better at doing this. And that's what it looks like. Once again, thanks to Travis for joining us there. As I mentioned, this is going to be a two-parter and we're going to have another show coming your way tomorrow. This one drop on Tuesday, the next one coming out on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully you will enjoy both of those as we have talking to Travis. Lots of content there as we talk through the running back position. And of course, tomorrow we'll be talking through the wide receiver position. So come back, make sure you are subscribed to the Road of His Overtime feed to get that once it goes live. Both of these will be dropping uh, PM time on the Eastern uh, time zone so uh that's kind of if you want as long i don't want i don't want people refreshing that feed frantically at uh, 8 a.m but most of our shows then come out uh, early a.m eastern and uh, moving forward but we will have four shows this week we are going to have the show coming up on thursday then and then we're going to have our usual saturday content as well so looking forward to bringing you all that this week make sure you're following travis on twitter it's at ff underscore travis m and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Any questions, any comments you have for future shows, um, do send them our way as well. You can send them there on Twitter or send them to rotavizradio at gmail.com. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. And make sure, uh, I mentioned at the start of the show, make sure you're checking out the great Stealing Bananas podcast with him and Ben Gretsch. Phenomenal stuff. Drew Dinkmeyer joined this week's uh, third edition of the show. And it will come out on Wednesday, so make sure you don't miss that. It is phenomenal, phenomenal stuff as they look into how to use those strategies across different formats. And until we're back tomorrow with another edition, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.